Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I am Sam Delaney. I'll have to check back. I think I might have said Top Plate Time Machine there. That's not right, is it? That'd be a very well, different thing. That wouldn't describe this podcast accurately. Freudian. Unlike Top Flight yeah. Time Machine, which is a, a... Listen to two men's plight. It's probably more apt, to be quite honest, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. A live document, a live oral documentation yeah. of two middle-aged men and their plight through life. Definitely. Shall we kick off with a fortune cookie? Yeah. Because I've got one. I just found it earlier on. So I'm going to open it. Here we go. It's uh, one of the Golden Temple Ranger fortune cookies. Wrapped up. There we go. Come on out, you bastard. Let's see what it says. And let's see what this will bring this podcast. Yeah. Fuck off. What? Oh, no, that's the ingredients. It just says sugar. Uh... Hope is the mm. most precious treasure to a person. Uh, well, no, nah, don't agree. I'd don't have said agree. actual treasure would be treasure, more treasure. Cash, yeah. 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 Hope, I mean, a lot of people say the opposite. It's the hope that kills you, isn't it? Exactly. How long, <laughs> have, how long have you and I spent hoping and dreaming that we would one day basically stumble across some buried treasure? Think of all that all digging time. I've done in my life. It's, it's what it's what prompted you to start digging when you were six, isn't it, really? It's what made me a digger. The yeah. idea that one day I would stumble across treasure in one of my holes. And have Either I, treasure have I or, or Disneyland. Yeah, but in a way, Disneyland, what better treasure than that? It is, it is treasure. Treasure land. Mm. <laughs> treasure Sorry about land. that. Yeah. Bad start. I'll, uh, I'll eat the cookie after we've done the show, because otherwise it'll just be uh, Where'd you get that cookie from? I just found it. I got it from um, a Chinese takeaway that I frequent now and again. Right. I normally chuck a couple of cookies in, which is nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I might make it a regular thing. I don't know. Every time I get a cookie, I'll keep it for a podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's a good way to kick the podcast off. So, you know I'm away in Suffolk. I'm on the Suffolk coast having a few days away in the house yeah. of a rich man I don't know. Whoa. He's wow. got a football pitch and a, and a pool table. Right. What else do you and, need? And up the road... There's a cafe, and it it, it specialises in Sundays, right? Um, you know, as in Knickerbocker glories, banana splits, etc., oh, right. etc. Et like Yorkshire puddings and roast beef. No, nah. yeah, got you. And uh, so I have I've been somewhere else with my daughter, but apparently my missus has just been up there in this quite genteel sort of cafe on the beach, and it's quite quiet and. Uh, He's ordered himself a, a banana split, my son. Yeah. And they and when they're bringing it over, he's going, "I've never had one of these before. What will it look like?" And she's like, "Well, you know, it will have nuts on it, and hopefully a bit of ice cream, and this, that, and the other." And they decorate it. And he went with what? And she went, "Well, 
what I would expect if it's really old school is it should come with a little Union Jack flag in it, right? <laughs> that's what they used to do, didn't they? They'd stick a little Union Jack flag in your pudding, <laughs> in, your, in your banana split. And he went, oh, nice. And then he went really loudly. Imagine if they brought it over and it had a Nazi flag in it. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> it was a peculiar thing for him to say. But I didn't think that would be fucking funny. <laughs> if they brought over in this nice little cafe on the beach in a sleepy Suffolk village, here's your banana split here. And it had a not, they unexplained had just stuck a swastika yeah. in it. Hey, you never know. Is <laughs> is. Enclaves I, of uh, fascism all over I don't know place. why how I'd react. I think I'd probably just do the decent English thing and just like clear my throat and pretend I hadn't seen it and just eat yeah, my pudding and fuck off. Sl- slowly remove it and put it on the on the floor or something like that. Yeah. Um it's quite reminiscent of, of the podcast I do with my son called Dad and Lad, which you haven't done for a while. And he, yeah. he started talking about ISIS for fucking some reason in a, a recent episode. So this this plan that we've got for our sons to inherit Top Flight Time Machine when yeah. we're older. I think it's fallen beautifully into place. Yeah, they definitely seem to have the right way of thinking. <laughs> but, I mean, to be honest, your son, what is he, 13 or something? 11. 11. I mean, yeah. let's be honest, right? F- fucking, uh, you know, ISIS is going to be really exciting to an 11 year old I'm not yeah. saying your son is at risk of like taking flight to Syria and joining up like some of these other kids no. have done I mean who knows he might do I'm not saying he'd sympathise with them but the idea of this rogue desert militia do you know mm. what I mean mm. I think if he it's was interest, to go missing, it's of interest to a young man isn't it I think if he was to go missing my first thought would be ISIS, ISIS. <laughs> they fucking got They've him got him They've got yeah, him. I knew this would happen. And, you know, you'd be like, well, of course they've got him. You know, yeah. ISIS is a fantastic brand, aren't they? Of course it is. Got their own magazine, haven't they? Have they really? They? Is it yeah, glossy? Got, well, obviously they're... What? Is it glossy? Is it printed on glossy yeah, paper? I imagine it will be. They don't, mm. I don't imagine they'd be the kind of militia group that would fuck about with, like, um, production values. Yeah. And quality mm. control. Yeah. It's only going to be the best, isn't it? They've got loads of money. Yeah. So um, they get a I don't celebra- know, maybe it'd be the making of him. Maybe the yeah, making of him. Top magazine and- editor to come in and do it. Yeah, you could do that. You've edited the top magazines before. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, I'm open to offers. That's let's just leave it at that. I mean, our our, our mutual friend James Brown has recently taken over at Four Four Two magazine. Mm. Well, um, I tell that, you what, no he'll one be ki- saw that coming. He'll be kicking himself if he finds out that the ISIS magazine job kept became available just up. after he'd signed on the dotted line with 442. Because yeah. you can't do that. You can't start a new job, then go off and start another one like a month later. It's just embarrassing. It's bad no, for your reputation. No, no way. It'd kill your reputation, yeah. So I think if the ISIS magazine job does come up, that leaves it clear for you, a clear path for you to go and it's do it. It's a clear it. path, you're right. Well, um, we'll just let's just say we'll, I'm not ruling myself in or out. As I understand it, there is someone else in the rule at the moment, and I think it's unfair to speculate about mm. a job that currently belongs to someone else. I am always interested in opportunities. Let's put it that Let's way. Let's just say that. Let's just yeah. say that, yeah, yeah. I think we know what you're saying, though. I'm interested um, in conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conversations. Nothing wrong with that. If innocent conversations. There. I'm interested in innocent conversations at motorway services in the dead of night. And yeah. if, if, a, if a member of ISIS approaches me 
to that effect, then we'll see mm. what happens. I was going to see if any uh, headhunters... Hello, is that if... Sam Delaney? That's my ISIS voice. <laughs> yes, this is Sam Delaney speaking. How can I help? Sam Delaney, magazine editor. Yes, yeah, so, well, I've, I have edited some titles in, in the past. They've since then. Yes, yes it's, been a, it's been a while, but um, there are many I keep strings a hand to my in. Bow. I keep a hand in. You meet Heston Services tonight. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on just a, a minute. So, well, who is this and to what does it uh, pertain? ISIS Magazine, no, Nino, Editor-Chief. You man for job. This is well, not a request. I, I have to, I'll have to ask a few things regarding your, uh, your MIP tonight. Much money. Oh, hang on a minute. That's, <laughs> could you repeat that? Much money we pay for top editor. You're top editor. Yes, you're right, actually. I, now now you put it that way. I, I am a top editor. Correct. I am probably the best editor there is in magazines. So you've come to the right place. Sorry, I missed your name. That not important. You'll meet, you'll meet Heston Services by Costa Coffee tonight, 1 a.m. You'll bring examples of other magazines you edit. <laughs> and ideas for three covers that you believe could be commercially successful. Okay, yes, I'm just writing this down. Anything else? How you would change front section and amusing writers your commission. Oh, yes, what? You mean like Charles Corrin, perhaps? Yes, that sort of thing. Do Charles you, Corrin. Do you have... <laughs> Do you have social media strategy long term? <laughs> we had to go Going digital forward. now. Not just print. Yes, Podcast print. apps, the lot. Podcast app, maybe even television channel like Vice. Vice, very <laughs> successful. You make like Vice, but of ISIS. Yes, okay. No, I think I am. I do think in that direction. You're right. And I think you're very wise. Shut up now. You bring. Once again, I repeat, three potential cover executions. <laughs> Idea for rebrand of front section. Yes. List of amusing writers you'll bring with your connections. Yes, I have many connections. Shut up! <laughs> Digital strategy. Yes, like Vice magazine. Yes, I think I've got a note of all of that. And would you like my CV? Yeah, of course bring CV. <laughs> okay, and it's Heston. Heston's house is one o'clock. Costa coffee. You know me, no. You believe me. You know me when you see me. Is, is that? Oh, hang on. Is that westbound or eastbound? Oh, he's gone. Fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck, he's gone. Oh, oh heck. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I've got to go. I'll go to my mum. Oh. Listen. Listen, she's going, well, are you sure about this, Sam? Because, you know, you, you've got to think of your ethics. Uh, never mind ethics. We've got a mortgage to pay here. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Brexit's coming. Brexit's going to ruin all of us. Never mind you and your fucking ethics. I tell you what, I'll, I'll have some ethics when we got some fucking cash in the bank to afford ethics. <laughs> There's something to look forward to, isn't it? We'll have to wind yeah. this thing down, but never mind. I'll just no, start I'll bring the this into, a, into the stable. It's a bit part of my digital strategy is top right. flight time machine, but we might change it. To, I don't uh, know. We'll just change top, tack a little bit. Top jihad time machine or something. 
Yes, well, we've already got sort of five and a half thousand um, followers on Twitter. That's good. <laughs> I'll take it. Very good. Wide reach. Engaged audience? Yeah, but pretty engaged, <laughs> actually. Like, we, we often ask for, th- you know, just funny things like unexpected tits. No! Totally unacceptable. <laughs> Do not say again. That is not appropriate for our brand. Are you are you prepared to pivot to terrorism? <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, I'm right going to say, I'm going to say, yes, I am. I am prepared. I will have to speak to Andy Dawson. Who oh, Andy Dawson? <laughs> Andy Dawson is the person I do the podcast with. <laughs> If he not agree, he perish. Okay, well, I'll I'll tell him that. I'll pass that on. <laughs> agree or perish? <laughs> and it's it's Sam. How do you feel about us pivoting some of our content away from unexpected boobs and towards terrorism, jihad, <laughs> and just crushing the West <laughs> in general? <laughs> Will it get us more period subscribers? Possibly. Yeah, I think right, it might, and and it's a Fine. sort of a sponsorship deal. I'll I'll see if they can get us some cash for both of us, mate. God, I'm not going to just you know abandon you and start trying That's to free. manipulate the content of the of the podcast just for my own financial gain. That's very very decent of you. Mm. So you're in this house, you're in this this rich man's house. For I'm in a, a rich few man's days. house. Yeah, I'm just thinking it's the sort of thing Julian son should have done, gone somewhere like that. Oh, he would have been much better off here than at the fucking... Where was he again? What embassy? Ecuadorian embassy. Ecuadorian embassy. Fucking hell, he should have come here. We've got a pool table. We've got a... We've got some... We've got a massive... Effectively a football pitch. It's a huge garden with proper goals, right? And um, we've got an Arga, which is one of those ovens that's always on. It's on all the time. Is that what it is? It's always on. So... I don't know, really. I mean, you know, it's quite good because it means the kitchen's quite warm when you get up is to make a cup of tea. Quite, um, you know, is that not quite, like, energy unfriendly? Why oh, is it always Almost on? certainly, yeah. I think, <laughs> it's not well, your house, though. As, as I understand it, what happens is a man from the village comes round in the morning mm. with a load of tyres and there's some sort of... There's a big fire out back, but you right. don't. they've built some sort of nice kind of wall around it so you don't have to see it. But the man, from the, burning tires? the man from the village comes, and he's called the Tire Man, right? <laughs> Jack the Tire. And he comes in a sort of a truck, and yeah. he just, him and his son, I think it's his son, it's a strange-looking boy, and yeah. they lob the tires over the wall onto this constantly burning fire, and that right. powers the Arga. Okay. It's powered good, by but... burning tires. So there is a bit of a smell, but I personally love the smell of burning tires, so for I, me it's me fine. Me too. Me too. And, there's nothing um, I enjoy more. There's nothing I enjoy more than watching a car burn or yeah. possibly a motorbike. Yeah. So they just they lob them over in the morning, a lot of them, and then sometimes towards the end of the day they come back with a load more. Like I'm talking like a couple of hundred, a couple of hundred tires, Fucking and they hell. just get lobbed over. You need a lot of tires to keep it going the whole time. But it's apparently it's a sort of a it's kind of country way is to have these yeah. ovens. You're not it's really in a country ask, house. Is it? Yeah, you're not really in a country house unless you've got one of these things on the go. Yeah, burning tyres and naughty flags in your in your banana yeah, splits. Yeah, in your banana split. <laughs> Lovely. Fair enough. I did actually right, see, I mean, it always goes without saying, I was in a sort of a vintage shop with my daughter this afternoon, you know, in the town, looking about. They had a bit of vinyl in there, but mm. my daughter moved. I nearly bought, um, actually, by the Pet Shop Boys for seven quid. I should have done that, shouldn't I? Oh, that's a good buy, that, yeah. 
Should have. They had that and the other one, introspection. But she was, you know, when someone's hurrying you up and you're tr- you're mm. wrestling with the idea, and she hurried me up. Anyway, I was thinking this shop's great. It's got loads of nice bits in, cool records, old paperbacks, nice clothes. And I'm thinking, oh, so cool. What a lovely little place. And then amongst all the bric-a-brac, I was like, oh, no. You can guess what it was, can't you? Fucking <laughs> gollywog. It was a gollywog. Yeah. You yeah. always get them in every village. And yeah. I just thought, I thought this was, I don't know, I was disappointed. I just went, come on, don't look. Let me go in. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, up in, up in Northumberland and Annick, there's a, a lovely uh, second-hand bookshop called Barter Books. And it's, a, mm. it's the old train station. And it's been converted into this huge bookshop. And I was up there a while ago having a bit mooch about. And again, I reached a section which had some books about gollywogs in. And mm. there was kind of like a label which sort of said, it basically just said, different times, but oh. in more flowery language kind of thing, you know. And this gollywog yeah. book Chill was out. about 60, yeah, it was about 60 <laughs> quid. And uh, I just thought, oh, that's kind of took the shine off me, uh, me day a little bit. But yeah, yeah that's, that's the countryside for you. Countryside, countryside ways, different times, different ways, etc., etc. Yeah. Et yeah. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Jalapeño. Right, let's have a look at the predictions because we've got a full Premier League program coming up. Anything oh. you want to say about the Champions League from this week? We were going to. I've enjoyed back. watching it. Um, it was yeah. I thought United were a bit unlucky against Barcelona, but I think Barcelona will probably triumph at the new Camp. I thought City. I thought City. City turned up not really looking like they were up for it. They kind of turned up to defend against Tottenham and get a draw, which I thought was strange because they're a better team than Tottenham. But they invited Tottenham on. And yeah. um, so that was a weird one. And I didn't watch the other games, obviously. It's been all right. Crashed. You know, but, I you haven't know, been that enthused by any right. of not, not vintage, but the second legs are usually the ones that are super exciting, aren't they? Yeah, that's next week. That's something to look forward to. Anyway, let's have a look at some Premier League predictions before... Before all that comes back to us oh, next week, Jesus. Uh, Leicester City versus Newcastle United. Uh, Leicester City Friday versus Newcastle. Friday night, Friday night, 8 p.m. If that's any help, yeah. Two one, two one to Leicester. Two one to Leicester. Uh, I'm gonna go for. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna go two one Leicester as well. For no real reason. You don't need to know why. Fine. That's fine, mate, if you want to match me. Yeah. All right, whatever. Yeah, so I'm only nine points behind you, remember. Um, 
Spurs versus Huddersfield, which is Saturday twelve thirty at that lovely new stadium. Oh Jesus! I'm going to say, well, you go first. I'll go first on this one. I'm going to say two nil to Spurs. I'm going to say three nil to Spurs. Okay. Fine, I'm not going to give him your reasoning, but I've got some very strong reasoning why I think that. But if I see it, well, Kane's, I'm worried that Kane's you'll then injured, change your prediction. That Harry doesn't Kane's matter, though, you do better when Kane's out. And um, Statistically. Harry Kane's injured, and uh, they so therefore you think will probably they've got, they've, got, they've got City on, on Wednesday, haven't they? So they might rest some players. I've got nothing else to say. I've All right, given fair you enough, I don't care. Prediction. I don't want to get in a conversation about it. All right. Nor All right. Um, the South Coast Derby, Brighton and Bournemouth. I don't know if they're close to each other or not. I've they're got not, no geographical knowledge fine. of the South Coast. Uh, Brighton versus Bournemouth. Is this me to go first? Can do. Uh, Brighton versus Bournemouth. Well, oh, it's a hard one to predict. I'm going to have to just say fucking one all. <laughs> Sound like you don't give a shit. No, well, I don't. Brighton versus Bournemouth. Uh, I think this will finish 1-0 to Brighton. 1-0 to Brighton. That's what I think. Uh, Next one, Southampton versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. Mm. Let's make a guess first this time. I think there will be... I think Wolves are going to be a little bit down in the dumps after losing the cup semi-final last week. And I think Southampton will be too much for them. To the tune of two goals to one. Fucking hell. I think this will be... I always predict Wolves to win. And sometimes they have been letting me down. But I think that I'm going to predict Southampton won Wolves too. <laughs> You're so rattled right now. So fucking rattled. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you can tell you just said. I'm, I'm the opposite of rattled. I couldn't give a shit either way. I'm fucking. Yeah. Do you know who I'm reminding myself of now? Not um, Kevin Keegan, but Pablo Canugo. Nah. Listen, that last one there, that Southampton Wolves, you gave that a lot of thought. You didn't I'm just fucking, do total predicting there. I'm Ka- Pablo Canugo. What did he say as well? This and that. This and that. Uh, as long as I have my music and my penis, <laughs> uh, life is good. <laughs> maybe I win the Predictions League, maybe I don't. This and that. Maybe. Hey, maybe tomorrow I go out by Pet Shop Boys LP. You know, who cares? <laughs> I don't know. I sit down and I the, sit here on, on the beach and I look out on the sea from the beach here in Suffolk and I play my mandolin and I sing the song Being Boring. You know the song he writes about AIDS. It's a very sad song, but it's beautiful and tender too. And I sing that and I think about what the gay community went through in that era and I think... <laughs> My fortunes in the Predictions League are of no consequence in comparison to some of the things that human beings must experience in this life. Compared to the epidemic, especially in New York in 1984, Mm. is just too much. It wiped out the disco scene. It is a good song, though, being boring. It's it's one of my favourites. George Michael said it was one of the best pop songs of all time. He's probably not wrong. Yeah. Never mind. And finally, uh, Crystal Palace versus Manchester City. This is Sunday afternoon, 2.30. Say that fixture again. <laughs> Crystal Palace yeah. versus Manchester City. Oh, it's going to be a tough game, this for City. It's it is, be a tough yeah. game. 
Or is it? I don't know. Who, you who's tell predicting me. first? Who's predicting it's first? It's your turn to predict first. Okay, I think that this will be Palace 1, City 3. Whoa. I will go for 1-0 to the City. They'll do what needs to be done and no more. All right, there we go. The predictions are now locked in. Good. Hey, we got a tweet yesterday, right, from someone Mm. called Ben Dewey. Mm. Was it it Canty? No. No, he said, live bullshit. Mm. He was tweeting it as it was happening. Yeah. He says, I'm stood at the bar with a bloke who says he wrote to the Queen and handed back his birth certificate, making him a freeman of the country. (laughs) It's now legal for him to fly a plane and drive a bus without a licence, and he can travel to the US without a passport. (laughs) So there we are. I didn't know that was a thing, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) A free man of the country. Free man of the country. And this brings me on to something else. Yeah, This brings me on to something else for this week. Uh, do you remember our hero of the podcast, John Timbrell, the pensioner who uh, invoked free man status when the police tried to arrest him and he then defended himself in court? Yeah. He, was, he called the police badly trained dummies in a court of law. <laughs> badly um, trained. He, he said that the, the arrest warrant was fraudulent because it didn't have a wet seal. Uh, he, he attempted to prove his innocence by quoting... 18th century Prime Minister William Pitt uh, yeah. was subsequently found guilty oh, in order good. to pay 850 quid. Well, John Timbrell has been back in court this week. Oh, He's back amazing. again. Here's the best bits. The headline from Gloucestershire Live is mm. Pensioner who attacked neighbours in just his boxer shorts demands judge summon Gloucestershire's chief constable to explain himself. <laughs> uh, he's described as feisty. And he wants to summon the Gloucester chief constable to court uh, to ask him why he failed to protect him. He's appealing against convictions of assault from last year. Uh, he was wearing just his boxer shorts when he attacked his neighbours in a dispute about a field. And he has repeatedly... <laughs> Great reason to have a dispute. Field dispute. He has repeatedly cited obscure... Get out of that bit... field, it's mine! <laughs> that bit there, that bit in the corner... Where I went and took a shit. That's my bit of the field. Yeah, look up your ancient local laws, right? If you've shat in a part of a field, then it becomes yours for three months thereafter. The judge asked him, do you still pursue a witness summons for the chief constable? Yes, I do, Timbrell replied. Can you give me the grounds, the judge asked. He can give evidence on why he has not protected me, meaning that I have had to take the law into my own hands, (laughs) Timbrell replied. Um... The judge, of course, did not grant the witness summons. And then Timbrell referred to his convictions, which was for the fight in about the field. And Timbrell said, I avoided those convictions. (laughs) The judge said, you cannot do that. Timbrell said, I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) The the judge said, I thought you might say that. (laughs) (laughs) Timbrell then suggested the judge had disqualified himself from sitting on the case and began to cite laws and procedures that he said applied. I'm going to stop you there, the judge said, and ask you to put it in writing within seven days. Um, And then some stuff about abuse of process. Um, Timbrell interjected, this court requires you to follow our constitution or the Magna Carta. Do you accept that? (laughs) 
and went on to add, what are you suggesting is against our law? <laughs> and uh, the judge says, that is why it is more important for you to understand the process. It's a clever reply, Timbrell observed. The judge said, it is a courteous reply, unlike your retort. You are disobeying the law, Timbrell claimed. <laughs> and on, and on, and on, and on. So... This, this seems to be a thing that happens every couple of months in Gloucestershire. John Timbrell appears in front of the court. <laughs> we got to get John Timbrell on the show. John oh, Timbrell, legal that. expert. Do you remember we? I'm thinking of getting this um, QC on to deal yeah. with our different dilemmas and yeah. legal questions. Maybe we should get Timbrell on. And the QC at the same time. Together, and they both Fuck. give their conflicting adv- legal advice. Or maybe it won't be conflicting. I wonder if it would go down and record it in the field. Dis- We're going to John Timbrell's field. Yeah, and we'll all do it in our boxer shorts. Do you know nothing about the law, right? This is my field. You cannot bring audio recording equipment into a field before the 18th Thursday of each solstice. There is no mention in Magna Carta of recording equipment of any kind. Therefore, this field is now sacrosanct, and this podcast you speak of is null and void. <laughs> <laughs> you are badly okay, no. trained, the pair of you. <laughs> and I could easily have you hung by the neck until dead, but I won't. Due to the laws of this field. This field is an independent nation state. I have declared it so by defecating on it. You should know that <laughs> if you knew anything about the constitution of these lands. I might have to go back into the uh, the archives and find out some more John Timbrell stories. There might stories be some historical time. John Timbrell, yeah. I, I suspect this isn't the first time he's done it. Here's an idea. Uh, everything tying together beautifully towards the end of an episode. How about yeah. getting John Timbrell as a columnist in the ISIS magazine? Oh, that'd be great. Star columnist. Alternative law with John Timbrell. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like this John Timbrell. He... <laughs> He very defiant to Western infidel laws. <laughs> he pinpoint hypocrisy of Western world. I like you give him column. One pound a word. It's very competitive. <laughs> on on face of it, his outlook seemed very different to mine, but is good example of horseshoe theory, where extreme <laughs> ideas come together and have lots in common. Plus the enemy of my enemy is my friend. If God willing, he will sign six-month contract. <laughs> Can you get Timbrell to change mind about podcast? <laughs> Perhaps he's not doing field. Perhaps he come here to Syria. Or Soho. <laughs> we could do it in a studio in Soho, I know. £50 an hour. <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. Right, right I've got a letter just for. quickly that I meant to read last week, so let's do it just before we go. It's All from right. P- Paul Stratton, and he says, uh, Gavin, a friend of mine from school, lived in a bungalow that backed onto some college playing fields. Between his back fence and the edge of the field was a strip of overgrown area. <laughs> Hang on a sec. Overgrown area? <laughs> overgrown area, so it's good. Fair enough. An overgrown area about five metres wide. One summer, about 93, he decided to start digging a hole in this patch during the summer holidays. As the weeks went on, it became impressive in its depth. 
Our group Ooh. of friends were 13 or 14 at the time and we would go to the fields to play footy in the goals that had been <laughs> left out. Gavin would maybe join him for a while, but would eventually always go back to his digging. <laughs> They're all playing football and he's just at the side of the pitch digging. Lads, lads, cheers, but I've got to go back over to the hole because, you know, it won't dig itself, will it? Uh, Gavin would maybe... Jo- yeah, he never wanted any help. Don't help, I can do it myself. Oh. Right, don't touch my hole. Right, he never wanted any help, but he would let us come and look at his progress. Hey, look, but don't touch. You know that's the rule with my hole. When he eventually got bored of it, it was deep enough to sit in, and he'd fashioned a lid for it from an old door he'd got from somewhere. (laughs) Old lid. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Fucking hell. I can't remember, nor am I suggesting, that it was an amazing summer he passed up on to dig this hole. It wasn't 1996 yet. There is no punchline, but I guess all of us were quietly impressed by his determination. No, it doesn't need a punchline. I think that's a good story. I like it. It was just a lad digging a hole and he wouldn't let you touch it. Thanks, Paul Stratton. Uh, It's good stuff. I think there's another one here that I'm just going to quickly get in. Go on. Towards the back end of a Saturday night, somewhere in 2003, I was well on the way to being shit-faced. Not quite (laughs) stray man yet, but drunk. Um, I decided to retire early. I lived 10 minute walk from home. En route, I was caught short and desperately in need of a Todd, which I think he means a shit. I took a slight detour into an abandoned bit of wasteland and proceeded to drop the kids off at the pool, he's putting in inverted <laughs> commas, as I was very close to shitting myself. After a minute or so, I realised I had to sacrifice a sock to wipe my ass with. And whilst doing so, I heard some rustling in amongst the grass. I kept quiet, determined not to be discovered. A minute or so passed and more rustling, so I poked my head up above the grass to be greeted by the sight of a local lady of the night, boobs out, whilst whacking away on some bloke's twanger. Who sent this email? One of the bloody Wurzels whacking away on some bloke's twanger. I couldn't believe it. It's a bloody lady of the night in my field. This has got Timbrel written all over it. Yeah, textbook Timbrel. The punter spotted me and ironically called me a pervert. What? Me a pervert. He's the pervert going with a prozzy. No, you're the pervert. He's just having sex with a woman, right? You don't know that that is a prostitute. It might have been his wife or girlfriend, right? That's actually not nearly as weird as going near a fornicating couple and doing a shit whilst watching them. In fact, mate, that's the most perverted thing I've ever heard. And the, the other bloke was in the right. You were in the wrong. Totally. Is that the end of the story? Yeah, that's it, mate. That's fair he, enough. Well, he, to... he, 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 he says, I leg it still with a shitty sock in my hand and missing oh. a shoe. Oh, Jesus. Disgusting. He I wish panicked. I hadn't read it out. He didn't yeah. need to panic like that. He could have just, you know, withdrawn courteously. Should have just said, I'm um, sorry. I think he was he was a pervert and he gets off on doing shits and looking for local lovers. And then confessing to it at the podcast. Yeah. Disgusting. Fucking might edit that out. Uh, do you want some news of that news before we yeah. go? All right, here we go. Public told to stop pooing on pier at South Shields. Ten. Mm-hmm. Florida man threatened to destroy town with army of turtles. <laughs> well, I'm giving it a nine, because although it's brilliant, any headline that starts with Florida man is always, yeah. you know. But, you know, there's, there's this game that if you 
type in Florida man and then your yeah. birthday. Whatever the headline yeah. is, I don't know, is what you are or something. That's, that's your thing, yeah. yeah. Florida man's always good, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, it loses a point because of Florida man. Cause it's, it's an open goal, isn't it? Yeah, it um, is. Finally, Ghost Hunter deemed too fat for jail after racially abusing Virgin Airlines staff. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> Not only on the basis of him being a ghost hunter, though, because, as you know, anything involving ghosts or ghost hunters I'm interested in. Yeah. I thought, and I was hoping, that he'd been racist to a ghost. Well, he probably has been. Do you know what I mean? We'll never know. <laughs> ghosts can't Ghosts can't report racism, can they? F- fuck off, you black bastard. <laughs> yeah, uh, hang on a minute. I'm an actually, <laughs> I'm an unseeable spectre. You've no idea what racial makeup I am. I can fucking tell. Yeah, black bastard, get out of my house. Also, I'm not, not recognised in the eyes of the law. This is something we can talk to the barrister about and John Timbrell. What, about Ghost what? Ghostlegalities. Can you be... Can a, a, a ghost can't be arrested or charged with racism, but can you be arrested so. and charged with hate speech, so, racial or otherwise, towards a ghost? Yeah. Great question. Any lawyers listening, get in touch and let us know your answer. But I, we, I promise you we will be doing a legal special soon. I'm going to eat this fucking fortune cookie now. Uh, okay, enjoy the rest of your holiday, Sam. I bought a bag of blackjacks and a pie in the village, and I'm going to have them for my dinner. Okay. See you, See mate. You Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.